When the metaphorical jail door closes, slams, and we are confined to our homes, where do we turn to stay sane during this time of crisis? Well, one way is to look for our comfort food, our media comfort food, in the form of podcasts, movies, albums, novels, poems, songs, and TV shows. This is a podcast where we ask artists and celebrities what their choices are as they try to stay sane during this global pandemic. Hi, and welcome to the first podcast of Quarantine Island Discs. I'm very pleased to have as our first guest, Robin Renee. She's a recording artist, writer, activist, longtime organizer in the bisexual and polyamory communities. Her recordings include In Progress, All Six Senses, Live Devotion, Spirit.RockSexy, This, and All I Am. Her written work has appeared in Curve Magazine, The Songwriter's Market, Biff Bam Pop, WeirdoMusic.com, That Takes Ovaries, Bold Females and Their Brazen Acts, Random House, Blessed by Spirit, Bisexual People of Faith, Continue Impress, and many other publications. Robin is one of the co-hosts of the Leftscape podcast, which focuses on politics, pop culture, and conversations of importance to progressive people. And that's how I first heard about Robin uh, through the Leftscape, which is a brilliant podcast. And I urge all of you to uh, take a listen. Um, and uh, I don't quite know how they do it. They, they keep it very topical and very, very uh, hip. And um, it's just, just a, it's just a very, very uh, important part of my week listening to their to the podcast. But this is all about Robin's choices in this very mad time that we live in. I'm interested to find out how people are coping because this is a very stressful moment in our history. And what I thought would be useful for people is to find out what are the, what's the media uh, that she's tapping into that gives her comfort, hope, peace, whatever you're looking for in that media. What is she looking for? How is she finding it? And the media obviously is uh, movies, uh, novels, poems, uh, podcasts, um, and uh, a bunch of other things that I'm um, albums, of course, as she's a musician. Maybe we'll start with that. Uh, what kind of music are you listening to these days, and why? What's what's on your on your uh, hit parade, as it were? <laughs> well, first of all, hello. Yes, uh, nice to talk to you. Yes, um, that was quite an introduction. <laughs> yeah. um, music. Uh, it's interesting, you know. I've been. I do a lot online. I work online. I try to. Um, Relax online too, you know, somewhat. And there's been a, a one of those Facebook games that's been happening where people are looking at their like 20 albums in 20 days. Just mention albums that have moved you or have uh, been significant to you in some way. And I've been listing those. I'm on like day 15 now, and you know, and I don't nominate people. I really get annoyed with that whole like chain letter aspect of those things. But um, mm-hmm. but it's made me remember a lot of things and. The album that comes to me as the one that I'm turning to for comfort is uh, David Newman's Leap of Grace. And that is an album of, um, it's a beautiful rendition of the Hanuman Chalisa, which is a very popular um, Indian prayer Mm -hmm. in the Hindu tradition. 
And it's gorgeous. It's very, it's, it's uh, just a, a gorgeous melody. And it, it reminds, the, 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 the idea behind the prayer is that it reminds Hanuman of his strength. And it's something that for me, like this, this particular version of it is very relaxing, but it's also um, from that meaning, I feel like it helps me remember that I have strength too, and I can get through whatever it is that I'm dealing with. So that's the one that I, I would say for, it's very, it's unique. And it's, this is a really special recording of this mm. to Lisa, I believe. Now, um, do you ever get time for reading? Because sometimes, I, you know, I've noticed people uh, are so fidgety that reading takes a lot of time and concentration. Are you making time for that? And if so, are you reading any, any novels, poems, revisiting anything? Is it comfort food or are you going for new, new, new material? Um, the book I chose is um, For Hire Audition. And I haven't read it yet. No. I, I'm, I'm woefully behind in my reading <laughs> of this. But um, this is a book by friends of mine, actually, um, Alana Fallon and Kevin A. Patterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are really both phenomenal in, in various ways as, as community organizers and, and writers both. Um, the, this, is a, this is a series called For Hire, and... Um, this particular book, Audition, is the second in the series of superhero novels that center characters who are queer, polyamorous, and people of color. Mm. So it really, um, it takes that genre and adds people and characters and ideas into uh, the universe that aren't often represented. So it's really cool. And the cool thing about it is that it's not... Um, it's not overbearing. It's not like a political book, but you learn and you experience people being themselves and living their lives and and also being in this really interesting uh, universe that they've created, you know? So the first book is called For Hire Operator. And I love this book. It was really, really great. And the second one is, is um, not really a sequel, but it happens in the same universe. And it's a barista named Vanessa and a, and a veteran superhero named B-Girl who get together and see what they can do to jumpstart their careers and all this. And so that's all I know about it. I know their little tagline. Uh, I'm excited to read it. So I will, nice. I will promise myself to get to that. Yeah. You know. Sounds like it could be made into a graphic novel too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. It's, um, it's really good material too. Yeah, sounds fun. Um, so are you going uh, into poetry at all is or, or or you know is, is that something that you like to to uh, examine um, I actually love poetry okay. and um it's really fortuitous that we're talking today because today is April 1st that we're recording this and it's the beginning of Napo Rimo which oh, is right. yeah. mm-hmm. writing 30 poems in 30 days um <clears throat> So it reminded me that I want to do that. So I, I, I need to write a poem tonight. Um, but I, so most of the poetry that, eh, I mean, there, there are a lot of, I, I like beats and, the, you know, if I'm going back in the day, I like a lot of the beat poets and I like contemporary poetry. I love to go to readings and hear people um, who are creating right now. Um, but I'd like to read a poem of mine. if Yeah, that's okay. please. Oh, great. This is one that really um, 
struck me when I was going back and reading things. This is called um, A Concert of Lions. That morning, I sent my orgasm to God, alone and offering a prayer to celebrate this new day of magic. Then you are magic, suddenly present, just past University Ave, just when I thought I wouldn't see you, confident, gorgeous man, black, brilliant, and strong, past the coffee shop, to the copy shop, to a check on distant emails, beyond my joy at a city of open protest, to Chinese food or Indian. This sun-touched day in California is one to follow trails where they lead. You wanted to do it, and so did I. If only there had been a concert of lions to cheer us on, lust roaring, black melding into black amidst the golden manes, we would have opened ourselves, voracious, right there on UC Berkeley Quad, students of desire and guidance. If only I had trusted, if only I'd felt you knowing me, if only there'd been another day to love you, to love blonde Michelle who waited for my call at three. I followed you, not as a wild child, but a libertine, in my very own strength, a lover of free will, choice, direct, in every right now. I honor your sovereignty, King. May we one day again hold court. Listen when you think of me for the true secret song of birds and smile knowing that I, myself, am the king and queen of me. Wow. That is really good. Thank you. It's kind of, you know, it resonates with me um, with the, uh, the send in the clouds, I think of, and I think of the uh, uh, wild horses by the stones. I think of all this, this, this like pent up emotion and it can only be expressed with this. Say that the line again about the, the lions, the chorus, the lions, is it the... Oh, uh... <laughs> oh, you wanted to do it, and so did I. If only there had been a concert of lions to cheer us on. It's lust roaring. Yeah. So brilliant. So, <laughs> so amazing. Thank you. It was a wonderful uh, chance meeting with a wonderful person in Berkeley that uh, really inspired that. It's just uh, moments that we live for. Beautiful. Yeah. And I think I'm really remembering and hoping for a future time when we can be together and touch people and meet people. And, you know, we're in such a very strange time right now. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. You kind of feel like um, the world's on pause right now and you kind of have to uh, re-examine, refocus uh, everything that you thought you knew and um, kind of put it through uh, another filter. You know, a different filter, um, and, and it's hard. It's tough, and, and I think the the only way to survive is that the people have have have, have a lot tougher. Uh, we're relatively in comfort and security, uh, but people in those hospitals uh, must be going through hell, literally hell. Both the frontline workers and the people who are suffering, and uh, uh, thoughts and prayers go out to them always. Um, this is a, a terrible moment in our history. But um, 
life keeps going on. We have to kind of survive and we have to find a way to help our spirits survive, you know? Um, and so on that note, I mean, uh, our movie is part of your, your uh, regime now. Uh, a lot of people are binging on Netflix and, uh, is that something in your, in your world? This has been an interesting assignment, you know, because mm -hmm. I am not much of a movie person. Yeah. I'm, I like move. I like music, and I like being active, and I like being. Uh, I like creating, you know. Mm -hmm. So some of the things that people typically do, like I'm not a TV watcher so much, but I do have ideas for all of these things, you know. Um, that I, but I kind of had to dig for them, <laughs> which is interesting. But movies. Um, I have gotten interested recently in the movies that people consider the worst movies ever made. <laughs> <laughs> and I was looking, I was reading, um, I guess on Wikipedia, a list of all the movies that are considered like the quintessentially worst by like all the critics. Yeah. And I said, I want to see some of these. <laughs> I want to understand what's so like just universally horrible. And The Room is one that comes to mind that people have talked about a lot recently. Okay. And I got to watch some of it, and it's wonderfully terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the best thing about it was that it was done completely sincerely and intentionally and with all this blood, sweat, and tears, you know, and the result was something completely different than the director imagined, you know. <laughs> but it's become a classic in and of itself, I suppose. And um, so The Room was made in 2003. And I do want to watch all of it. I've seen some segments of it. Um, and it inspired The Disaster Artist, which came out in 2017, which was about the making of this terrible movie, which was actually a good movie. So it would be great to see the bad movie followed by the good movie made about it. <laughs> so, so that's my movie goal. That reminds me, you know, the worst movies... Um you know, Mystery Science Theater 3000 or 2000. 3000, yeah. 3000. I had a, that, that um, for me for a while, was, was, you know, something really, really new and original, uh, the, the way that they did that. And you would not believe so many bad movies. Think about aliens coming to Earth and killing everybody, or zombies and things like that. Right. Plan 9 from Outer Space yeah. is another quintessential bad movie that I would like to like to see so okay now there's probably more room for uh for good and bad in the, in the tv show realm uh are you dipping into tv shows at all yes um mostly from youtube okay i i, I search youtube a lot and um, find all kinds of things on there uh, i am going to watch picard Oh. That is one thing that we're actually going to discuss on the Leftscape podcast. So oh, okay. I'm going to catch up on all those. Um, tell tell my, me more about Picard. I didn't get that one. Um, what, what's that about? Picard, it's the, um, well, it's the Star Trek, it's the sequel. Oh, like Captain Picard, it's him like 25 years later and oh, okay. what's happening now or, you know, in that timeline 25 years later. So. Oh, okay. It's, um, is that uh, who's who's in it? Is there anybody uh, not not the the old cast, a new new cast? Uh, well, Picard is in it oh. himself, and um, I'm not. I don't know enough about it yet to know. Okay, 
everybody who's who's in it, but uh, Patrick Stewart no, yeah, is yeah, going to be there Stewart. for sure. Um, and he's been reading Shakespeare on well, that's right. on um, every day on, for on social media. Yes, yeah, like reading the sonnets, which is kind of nice. It's a good comfort yeah. food kind of experience. Well, he's got such a great voice. Just making, yes, uh, instrument. He's got to use it somehow. Exactly. So I find I, you know, scrolling through Twitter, I see, I see that. Well, it's definitely a good recommendation because I've been catching some of those. Um, yes. But but the TV show that I was actually yeah. searching for, yeah, for a while I was trying to remember. There was a cartoon on that I thought it was from the late '90s, early 2000s, something like that, called, and I couldn't remember what it was called. But it was like these characters that were inside the body of a kid and they were like fixing things like it would go wrong in his body. Like if he was sick or something and they, and it, would, it was like a blood cell and something else and they would travel through and help him. So it's called Ozzy and Drix. I finally oh. remembered it or found it somewhere. <laughs> and it's Osmosis Jones who's a white blood cell and, and he's like a police officer also. And Drix who is a cold pill and they travel through this kid's body. His name is Hector and they solve things like he has a sugar rush and they like have to figure out how to get him back into balance. And then one time he has too much nasal spray. I remember that was one episode and it's very funny. And, and um, I'm a very silly person, by the way. <laughs> so, but I, and it was, you know, I was thinking about this a while back, but now I think it's really kind of apropos. There's something very escapist and wonderful about, like, wow, there could be little characters, like, if you get sick, that could just fix you inside, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the medicine of the future that we want. Yes, so drop exactly. something in there and just go, go, to, go to battle for us. Wow. Uh, you're picking up some really good stuff. Now, when did that come out? Was that an old one or a... It's, uh, let me look. I can, get, I can Google it right now, but uh, I don't remember the year. Why did you Google it? <laughs> without googling yeah but it's uh that sounds like uh educational for, for 2002 at 2002 to 2004 it oh, okay. and it's it's educational and it's yeah. but it's humorous and you know it's a it's a mix of, of yeah. those things it's mostly just fun yeah you know. the the one that you know just a few months ago i guess he he was kind of it's ironic the way this happened uh who is it um Who's the guy with the cardigan who did all the children's TV? I'm blanking on his name. Mr. Rogers. Mr. Oh, Rogers yeah. has had a revival because of the Tom Hanks film. And um, also, I think they replayed a lot of the uh, of his shows uh, on PBS and elsewhere after he died. But I guess if I'm thinking about it, if I'm really looking for good comfort that knows that there's ultimate you know, goodness in the world, you kind of have to go to Mr. Rogers talking about children's shows. Just throw that in. He was a beautiful soul. I loved him. And uh, I saw the documentary. There was also the documentary, documentary film about him. Yeah. Which was uh, wonderful. The documentary was good, actually. I remember that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They, they got to all the right people. All, you know, people just couldn't, were falling over themselves in a good way. Telling about what what he meant to them, uh, mm -hmm. 
Because when I started watching it, I thought, well, you know, okay, this is very much a basic TV. You know, you just got a camera and somebody with a cardigan in front of it, and he's just doing his thing and he's putting on his shoes. But he did it so well, and it was so authentic, so real. And uh, he always had a plan, you know, all these stories had. You know, the, the, when he would go to the fantasy show side of it, they all had a, a nice little story to tell. Um, and it just, it, obviously, the, the test was the children just lapped it up. They just, uh, they, they, they can tell a phony from, from uh, the other thing very quickly. And, you know. Yes, and I think just seeing someone and having a presence of, a truly good human being who really wanted to teach love and self-esteem. And, um, you know, he, he gave subtle messages to break down racism and things like that. Yeah. Um, without, again, without being overbearing about anything, but just being really present and being honest. So yeah, that is a good one. That is very much comfort viewing. (laughs) I was just thinking that after you, you talk about the cartoon, um, and um, what other? What's your final choice? Your 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 major go-to choice um, that we neglected talking about? For um, oh, for TV? For any any uh, media? Because uh, I might be oh, podcast. We didn't mention podcast. Podcast is the one now. Obviously, Leftscape is up there. Uh, but well, that's that like that's a, that's work, and I love it. It's work I love, yeah. but it's not like um, my listening pleasure necessarily. But. Uh, I'm sure you listen to a lot of good podcasts. Which ones are on your top of your your playlist? I chose one um, as my sort of comfort listening right now, and that is called What a Day. And it is only about 20 minutes long. It's hosted by comedian um, Akilah Hughes and Gideon Resnick, who's a journalist. Mm -hmm. And they do like just a little blurb about the most important news items of the day. It's very humorous. They kind of have a funny banter back and forth. And, um, you know, they talk about some headlines. They have a little bit of discussion. And it's just enough. Because one of the things that I, you know, I I can be a really a news junkie. And I love Pod Save America. And I like to watch Rachel Maddow. And I like to see what's happening. And, you know, listening to NPR and all kinds of, you know, different sources. Definitely of news, but right now, um, I've had enough. Yes, I kind of know. I know what the news is. It's bad and it's getting worse. And right now, I just want to focus on maintaining my health and having some peace and and being aware, but not going crazy. Is is a testing time, uh, and I think things will change. I think the other thing is that uh, you know we hope that this election coming up will will make a big difference in, in all our lives, that there will be a new start. And new things will happen, such as healthcare for everybody, which is appalling that we don't have it. We found $2 trillion all of a sudden to pay for two weeks of, you know, the economy being upended. Uh, we can find the whatever money uh, to, to do that, to support people. I agree, and I, I really hope that that becomes a change that um, gets solidified because of all this. And, you know, I can't, I don't want to 
I don't want to assume anything. I want us to all fight as hard as we can to create those changes. And I want to just keep hope right. in my right. mind for that. Yeah, I think that, that's exactly right. The hope there is for, for, for a better future after this. Thankful to you, Robin, for this. Thank you. You know, it's really brave of you to do this. Uh, wonderful choices, fun discussion, and I'm hoping that, um, you know, we can set an example here. And uh, I'll write some liner notes, as it were, for some of the choices, which are really incredibly good. And uh, I think will we'll enlighten people's uh, you know, media palette, because I think people need to explore and get out of their comfort zone as well. Okay. Well, hope you enjoyed that first episode of Quarantine Island Disc. Our next episode will be with Ralph McTell, uh, the British singer-songwriter, uh, famous for the streets of London, and uh, we have a very interesting show uh, with him lined up. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you again at Quarantine Island Disc. Stay safe, stay sane. Goodbye for now.